It's time to go into Auto Reverse with Tony and Matt, where we look at bands that are underappreciated, misunderstood, forgotten, and to some unknown. This week, we're going Auto Reverse on Grace Jones. Grace Jones, Demolition Man. That was uh, the first time I saw Grace Jones with that MTV video, which is, I think as a teenager, that's both scary and exhilarating. <laughs> you know? that was, that's the best feeling. Yeah. Which scared I, and excited at the same time. Yeah, because I think you saw, like, what was it, Red Sonja? I think she was in Red Sonja as well. She was in that movie. She was in uh, Conan the Barbarian. Thank she was in a sense. bunch of movies, yeah. She wasn't, yeah, I was going to say, oh, yeah, am I make, she, was she not in Red Sonja? I'm getting Bridget Mia. I'm so not sh- No, she was in I'm Conan the sure. Yeah, she's on Conan to Destroy. You're right. Yeah. I, was, I got it mixed up with that. But, you know, and Boomerang, it's like she's always like been like from the 70s to the to the to the, the 90s. You know, she's been in a movie that I've, I've really enjoyed. Um, but also, like musically, she's always been kind of a, like a uh, an oddity. Just a chameleon. She just, I mean, she's, I, I just, you know, now here's someone. When she does a cover, she does a cover. Like, she makes it her own. She it, it completely reassembles it and makes it her own. I know. I and, took a big I, shit on Susie and the Banshees about I that. Oh, it's okay. And, and so, uh, and, and you're, and you're, but you're right. That's a very good point because she, like, oh my God, like, just like Demolition Man, like, across the board, like, her covers are just phenomenal. Yeah, and she picks the her her uh, taste is great. I mean, she kind of started out as like kind of a disco queen because she had uh, those first couple records. Um, I think they were called "It's Portfolio." Yeah, and, fame and fame. It was like Tom Moulton, the famous uh, disco producer, made those records. So it it's definitely more disco like i even remember putting the playlist together about a week ago like that as much as i like that stuff it's more straight up it wasn't until she made like warm leatherette nightclubbing those the, yeah, the yeah, sub- yeah. That's when third and fourth right that's when she started to come into her own and create that more a more unique yeah, sound but, in my in my opinion yeah but you know she started to dial it in but like even her that album the uh, first album that she did um send in the clouds i mean holy shit. i know what a weird what a weird co- cover to do <laughs> i know but it's still it's 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 killer um and it's and you it is it's re it's it's very um you know it's it's reimagined yes 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 that's the that's her, that's the beauty uh, of her. It's just what she did to to so, like covers what uh, and, and you know and she did she wrote her own songs as well and she collaborated with like Sly and Robbie and they right. and they wrote songs. But the other thing about her is just that strong, assertive uh, presence and also the sort of like androgynous look which and sort of non-binary kind of thing which is like so ahead of its time i mean now it's all that stuff sort of more or less accepted uh in the mainstream like back then it must have like really freaked people out like they didn't know what to think you know 
Yeah, I think that there's, you know, an aspect of it also. It's just like she, um, you know, uh, you know, and just reading her backstory about how she was brought up in a super fundamental, fundamental yeah. uh, family, super religious, um, and um, just, you know, kind of tapped into that, that kind of like, because I, I, from what I understand, her father just not, not disowned her, but just like didn't um, didn't approve. Obviously. Approve, yeah. yeah. Which is hard because you want your dad's approval, of course. I don't think she did things despite him. I just think she was drawn into the world of fashion, and in that time when you're in the fashion and modeling, you probably got that. It was a that punk scene and music scene that kind of pulled her in as well. So mm -hmm. you know, I think that. There is a vulnerability that comes through her singing as well, um, and I'm trying to remember. I don't, I, I'm trying to remember that slow song that I don't know why I'm losing it. What album is it? What album is it on? Nightclubbing. I don't, I don't know. It's the that's that's it's kind of like a ballady song. Walking in the rain. I think it may be walking in the rain. Yeah, that's a cover. Also, I didn't even realize it's the Australian band Flash in the Pan wrote that song yeah but yeah. uh you know it's the i think the thing is uh with her and the thing that when i was do really listening to this playlist that you created is there's a range there that i didn't really think existed mm -hmm. you know that 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 the, the tender kind of you know um especially on the song mute on the album muse it seems to be more that vulnerability and that kind of aspect of her life that she kind of dealt with directly and you kind of get there's has a little bit more emotional than the than night clubbing and you know warm leatherette there's not i mean to the extreme living my life too um but you know that's a, that's the thing that i was just a, the part about her because my perception of her mostly was yes she's a musician but i thought it was kind of like a side hustle from all the 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 tastemaker acting, acting, acting and, and, fashion, yeah. and fashion and modeling stuff that I thought that it was just kind of like, look, Grace, you could do this. Why can't you do this as well? And to find out that she, you know, with Sly Robbie and all these other people, she had a very, not just, you know, she wasn't just a, a musician, but she had a strong artistic vision of what she wanted to do that really kind of you know came out especially in those covers like you were saying the covers she really she she reimagined them in a way that that was not just different but it was just really kind of you know kind of stuck it, it, it's sticky what I call stick you know there's like a lot of her things like a lot of the songs I was singing later um, because it just has that kind of, it that it, it has a uniqueness that really plays off of like Set in the Clowns is a pretty iconic song, and it's she's totally took it to some new place. Yeah, and it's also like who she used for the production, especially yeah. on nightclubbing and um, on uh, Living My Life and stuff. She used the Compass Point Compass Point All Stars the for Compass Point Studios in the Bahamas. And come on, Sly and Robbie, my favorite, the keyboard guy Wally Bataru, Mikey Chung, the guitar player. I mean, these were she like what a collaboration like th these guys like really helped her create that landscape that she needed 
to 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 put forth like her thing like they use covers to to make it happen but it was it like their the landscape that the sonic landscape that they created was so unique right so unique and at and a point in time like i read an article recently compass point studios is like run down there's like nobody there it's just it's in a shitty neighborhood and like there's nothing happening so just think about it they they made that magic in that time and then once they were gone it was it was gone like that was it so uh you know um that's another thing about her that she used the right people to collaborate with um then also the covers themselves so the album covers themselves are super distinct or like it's like you as soon as you see one of those you know what it is yeah. uh and i guess what's his name the designer did helped her with that john paul goat i think Gautier. Gautier. yeah Gautier, Gautier. yeah, yeah they, like he helped a lot although she made an album with him later where he kind of talks on it that album sucks uh i forget the name of it yeah. Oh, it's called Slave, Slave to the Rhythm. Yeah, Slave to the Rhythm. That's the album that he kind of like collaborated with her on. Like, I think that's where it gets a little bit like maybe a little bit too much cocaine and a little bit too much champagne and a little bit too much ego. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, I'm going to get the designer to collaborate with me on the musical part of the album. Uh, no, yeah, don't bad, do that. Bad idea. And so bad decision. So even though I did put some songs from um, from that album on there uh, uh, uh basically more based on the involvement of trevor horn yeah who was involved in the right, production right. of that album I, I did it more for that uh for that reason but um yeah so it's like yeah she's just she's i mean my jamaican guy that's my fucking favorite song i love that song yeah. uh there's just there's there's just so much to her and also grace jones for me as a dj someone that dj's out or on the radio or whatever Grace Jones is the perfect transition <laughs> I bet. from one thing to another. If you're looking to, if you're playing weird punk rock or weird uh, kraut rock or weird experimental music, if you put a, 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 a Grace Jones song on, it'll bridge you to the next thing that you want to do. Right. It'll, it, it could do it. It's that kind of universe, universality. Like it's, it's real world
there is an infectious part of her, like you, you, there's also the command of her voice, which is not, which isn't fantastic by any, but it is, it is very distinctive. And in that distinctive, there's that strength of what she's, you know, of what, how she's singing, whether it's soft or loud, there's, it's coming in a direct line. It's not zigging, it's not zagging. It's kind of really coming straight at you to where you're just like, you have to listen. It's like that's someone who sits in front of you that you can't, you, you can't not listen to, you cannot yeah. look at it. She has both those things in space. She both has a presence, you know, a visual presence, but also, um, you know, on record, she like, you have to listen to her. She demands it. The voice is it's cutting through it, whatever's going on in through your head. Um, and that's what I like about it because it, she doesn't have a, she's not boring. There's nothing about her that's trite or trying to do something going over the same bridge. I mean, not to say that she hasn't done some fucking stinkers. That's just part of the game. You're not going to hit everything out of the park. Park. You're going to bat. No, no. 300, no, 400. She... But, and the thing is, it's like, she just, the, the thing that I found through this exploration is it's like, I, I, song to song to song, I was just really kind of engaged with whatever she was doing because it was just, it, everything had a nice twist to it or it had an element to it that I thought uh, fascinating. Yeah, and she also is kind of like a talk singer, which I really like. Yeah. Kind of like uh, like Lou Reed-ish, you know, where it's just like talk singing. I love that. And it's, and it's so, um, it's so direct. I think that, I, I think that's, key to all of this it's her directness whether it was a directness of the, her style of singing directness of her just her straight up style right. directness of like being assertive and being not not afraid and flamboyant um and strong and dominant uh you know these are things that um you know it's they last forever you know it's like say you could people could say oh i'm not a big fan of hers i'm like yeah, but you're never gonna forget her. Like you might not like her music, but you're never gonna forget Grace Jones. Right. Ever. Right. You know. Right. And and this is like you know. I think that's where. I think that's where that's her thing. It's just, she's an unforgettable person, person, artist. You know, just and and it's funny too. You mentioned her her uh, upbringing, like sort of religious. They made a uh, a reality show about her dad and the church or which the family her, that they had was it her brother wasn't it her brother or was it her dad i thought it was her brother or was it maybe it was her brother yeah maybe the dad already passed but it was like weird to see that it was kind of a bummer i was like uh. i mean they weren't horrible people or anything but and you and i feel like i think that before she made it big i think they made her family probably judged her obviously for take going down that down that road but uh, but now that she's like big and a sort of established artist, um, I think they were like kind of like kind of uh, being a little bit, uh, uh, you know, um, taking advantage of her image and stuff on that show. And I don't know, I don't, or just being opportunists, you know, they're like, oh, they're like, we're religious, but we have this kooky relative, you know, I don't know. I just like kind of. <laughs> I, that's the thing about reality TV. Reality TV really. What has are you a doing, Tony? Watching reality TV in the first place. I just hey, listen, man. Did you have I enough reality that... for for one person, dude? I know. I, I listen. 
it's it's i think i watched it for a few episodes just because i thought she might be on it you know what i mean i didn't watch it for that for the family i watched it for her and right but then i watched then i thought and then i looked at it and i was like this is an op- this is just an opportunity for them to make money uh off her image uh sort of um but uh, yeah, reality TV sucks. Uh, you know, whether it's the Real Housewives or anything else, it's just the worst. I'm, brings I'm up shocked the worst in people. that you know any of those. I watch TV, so and what's on t- half of what's on TV is reality shows. So I, you know, I can't. It's almost like I can't get All away right. from it. Although I don't, I don't spend a lot of. I don't commit a lot of time to watch those. I'd rather watch a movie or sports or, or whatever. Watch, yeah, watch the Raiders lose. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Relax. Well, you do. At least their team. Uh, at least the team that beat them are in the Super Bowl. In Super Bowl, that's sort of a. I don't know. It's a booby prize. It's sort of just sort of just it's just it sort of justifies my my you know fandom for the Raiders. They had a chance to beat the Bengals. Come on. They had a chance. I know. I know. I, I know. There's, they had a chance. Yeah. I don't think you even get an asterisk for that. But that's that's. No. Really, no. It's something no. very encouraging. It will help with T-shirt sales over the summer, and, <laughs> and, and you got something to look forward to. Unlike my team. Um, yeah. But uh, you know the. Um, I think you know make an interesting thing uh, statement about Slave to the Rhythm because I think she was that's when from those from the albums Nightclubbing and Living My Life which are really really strong I think that uh-huh. that coupled with she you know doing movies and everything that that's where and Slave to the Rhythm was a fairly successful album it's just not yeah. it's not the same level as uh night I mean Nightclubbing is pretty much from top to bottom just a great album um, yeah, she lost the plot a little bit, but she was, you know, she was, she was like a world, like a worldwide yeah. star. So it's like uh, that's what I'm know, saying. It's, it's like it's yeah. like, and it wasn't like she wasn't a worldwide star for music. That was kind of like a like oh, I wouldn't even maybe a secondary thing. I mean, in terms of po- her popularity, like it was kind of like a, you know, uh, maybe a secondary thing that helped with the Grace Jones brand where you know fashion and movies were really what where people knew her yeah exactly and uh but even within that the limitations of being spread too thin she still managed to make like three or four great records and that's why we're talking about her and that we're talking about her for that but we're also talking about her for being just such a unique and singular artist which she 100 percent was yeah or and is it still is. is yeah yeah and i yeah. you know and i think like uh i mean how did you first hear hear hover was it like from Club i'm Stuff? just like I, I i'm just like you i heard uh demolition man i i heard the, i i uh, saw the video on mtv and then kind of and then i think at the time i was um uh I was listening to R&B radio alongside New Wave and right. classic rock and other things, and I th- I heard pull and I heard uh, I heard the song pull up to, pull up to your bumper, yeah. and I was like, "Ooh, this is a dope song. What is this?" I was like, "What is this?" And then I and then and then I waited for the DJ to come on, and it's like, "Oh, it's Grace Jones." But that at the time was already considered a dance floor classic. It wasn't even a new song. And I so was that it was pull up to your bumper. It was the the video for Demolition Man, and then 
later I got into uh, what was the Talking Heads side band? Uh, Tom uh, Tom, Tom Club. Tom Tom Club. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I read the story about that you know they recorded in Compass Point Studios, and that's when I started to put everything together. Gotcha. That Grace Jones had recorded there too. So it became more of like a story about her as an artist and uh that emer- sort of emerged over time 80s into the 90s and, and and honestly um i i listened to her and like her i just bought a copy of warm leather at like only like i don't know four or five months ago so it's like i still am engaged in what she did you know right. like still to this day yeah i mean like i yeah pulled bump um like pull up the bumper, um, like I uh, pull up to the bumper. I'm always mangling that. I know it's always I always I always mangle that name. Pull up the bumper. That name of that track. The, yeah, but um, yeah. like I that I think the first time I heard that was at uh, like it was a house party somewhere, and yeah. it, and I was like, who in the fuck is this? And I yeah. thought it was like not chic, but it was like I, I was like, who in the fuck? And then when her voice came on, because you can't like once her voice it's like the reveal, you're just like, holy shit. You know Grace Jones in the song, and I think my friend who was like, "Oh yeah, man, it's off night clubbing." I'm like, "This is the same person, the Demolition Man." He's like, just looked at me. He's like, "Dumb shit, that's on that album," and I'm like, "Really?" Um, you know, that's a, I usually have more thrilling stories, I know, but that 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 just like I I my and I do remember like I felt her as. 100% like a, a, a film star and not a musician. So when I heard that Demolition Man, I'm just like, I thought it was tied to a movie or something and it wasn't something that she was doing on her own. So the whole, the, the, my exposure to like her, no, that's the album's called, my friend's like, no, the album's called Nightclub, you should get it, it's really good. And I, of course I didn't get it, but I was, um, you know, just fascinated by her that she could be, um, you know, people who do things uh, in different fields always fascinate me, especially when they can, they don't, they, they swing for the fences. And she does that with her acting. She did it, does it with her music. She, she's a person who kind of doesn't put in like a, a pat performance. She, she really does kind of put her own stamp on and it's, it's a lot of times it's over the top and that's what makes it, you know, entertaining as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. She's like I said, singular and uh and still anytime and she's like an icon for you know lgbq you know like she's just like like anytime she plays a show lots of people show up you know like she has that staying power you know that a lot of artists don't have um she has it and she's special She's special, and you know, and I think we haven't really talked about also. This is like, you know, there's a lot. There's, you know, we talked about Sly and Robbie and going, uh, you know, she brings a lot of her, you know, her background of being a Jamaican and kind of infuses it. That's a, a kind of almost a central part of her. Um, you know, she kind of breathes into her music. That Jamaican vibe kind of plays itself out on most of the stuff as well. Oh yeah, that's there. I mean. It's great. It's so great. She says, uh, just all the things that she put together, you know, all the, 
ingredients it's just and and the fact that like she could do covers like a lot of covers like i mean her records are like 70 percent covers yeah yeah and get and get away with it it's just so killer because usually when people do a lot of covers they're like oh can't you write your own songs and it's like we don't i don't even think about that no i don't it's like it's like they become her own songs. yeah it's like you saw like i remember when i saw love is the drug i'm like oh really and then i was like use me i'm like really <laughs> and I'm like, and then, but it's like, it, you're right. It's like, it's a total, like, I don't, I do not give a shit because it was like, she takes it to such a different place that, um, it doesn't, it, 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 it it's not even, it, it excuses it. So yeah, just a remarkable Grace Jones, dude, just like, what can you say? And, it, and you know, in a very auto reverse, like, I didn't really even have to think about this as someone that we should like we were talking about it and we both were like grace jones we were like fuck we should do it and you were just like yes uh because it's, she's just begs someone who deserves a lot more attention um doesn't you know she has a big output but the playlist really captures the essence of what makes her you did a, a really strong job of capturing the essence of what makes her such a uh a, a riveting uh artist absolutely musically that is and you know did you like her in Boomerang? I vaguely remember seeing that movie. If I if I saw it, I saw half of half of it, and it was a long time ago. But I always liked when she was on screen. Yeah, I always always yeah. liked when she was on screen. Uh, she always played a villain for the most part, so um, that was always cool. Definitely and, an antagonist. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of like I kind of like that about her. Um, but I don't give a shit about the movies as much as I give a shit about her music, well and that, said, and that I, well I can said. apply that to a lot. I knew that was. I knew I could hear that coming around the corner. I knew that. I, <laughs> I knew. I knew that was coming around. I was just waiting for. It. I heard the footsteps, and they just got louder. So yeah. Uh, so let us know what you think about the old Grace Jones, the playlist, or let us know about someone you want us to tackle. Uh, we're always open to it uh, at auto reverse pod at gmail .com. Uh, you can us up on Facebook or uh, Instagram. Um, yeah, Tony, you got some shows you want to plug? I just want to plug the radio show, Crowd Control Radio, Fridays, noon to 2, Pacific, Pacific Standard Time. Time. And it's essentially the musical element of the Auto Reverse show. So lots of interesting artists. Uh, I mix up those styles. Sometimes I stick with hip-hop. Sometimes I go to, you know psychedelic music it always it always it's a changes wild ride. different eras it's a wild ride um and it's on cjmp.ca backslash listen yep and uh that's it what about the other one? Oh, the other sh other show the other radio show i was doing on uh, uh night shift, night shift. Uh, with dj tony P it's on hiatus for a little while okay on hiatus on right. hiatus uh, it'll, it'll come back i'm trying to figure out how to redo that show oh, not the and not the yeah. actual content of the show just more like working with the radio station there things yeah. slow down in the winter time here where we live so uh you know just trying to figure out what to do there gotcha. all right everyone well thanks again and uh we'll see you again soon all right Everybody, peace bye.